Welcome to Light Treason News, pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I am joined by Eric and Faith. Yeah. Hello. Hello. How's it going, guys? Good. Great. It's so late. It's so late. It's 1030 at night. It's so late. Uh, Guys, have you been enjoying Light Treason News? Are you following us on Twitter at Light Treason Pod? Have you considered maybe going to lighttreason.news and signing up for as little as $5 a month to support the show? That helps a lot. That's the only way I'm able to do the show. It's pretty important. Come on, guys. What are you doing? Or a one-time donation. Uh, Also, if you sign up at the higher tiers, there are certain perks you can check out at the website. Uh, The great Nate Bear is working on merchandise as we speak. If you're one of the higher tier members, you get special access to that. I've incidentally run to Nate like three times. Every time I see Nate, <laughs> he has like unlocked a new insane level of adulthood. <laughs> like I hadn't seen him in a while and then I ran into him on the subway and I was like, how are you? And he's like, good, I have a kid now. And oh I was like, God. what? Uh, I mean, he's just progressing at a normal rate, but mm-hmm. I am not. And I'm like, what? You have a child? You reproduced? Weird. <laughs> it's not weird at all, guys. Mm-hmm. So... Please go sign up. If you have not already done so, go to iTunes and rate and subscribe to the show. Super easy. I did that. So easy. A bunch of you have done it and it helps so much because that's how the show gets on the top charts. It's how we get access to a whole new audience. It really, really means the world to me. So thank you for doing that. Uh, As a reminder, also... You can sign up for our newsletter at the website. You can contact us at the website. All of the good stuff is there. If you have any question, go to lighttreason.news. I bet you it's answered there. (laughs) I bet you. Uh, Also, we should be available on mostly all of the uh, podcast platforms by now. So if you are an Android user, we got you. We should be on Spotify by now. SoundCloud iTunes. We're everywhere. Nice. We have an RSS feed. Dope. So. No excuses. No excuses, guys. So before we get to your bad news, good news section of today's episode, I wanted to talk about pop culture. All right. Specifically, and I don't know if you guys saw this, did you see the shrimp fried rice? Oh, did I? <laughs> oh boy, did I. Guys. What a great Honestly, it's yes. very easy to get like cynical about the internet and about so life easy. in general. So easy to get cynical, yes. And look, is the story true? We'll never know. Who knows? Who knows? Honestly, I don't care. I don't care either. If it turned out tomorrow that the whole thing was a lie, I would still applaud this guy for seizing on the zeitgeist of the moment. Honestly, if it's made up, it's like he discovered a new form of like fiction writing. <laughs> yeah. Like Twitter threads. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of there's there's been stories before that are like feats of storytelling and you you know they're not true. It's sure. like Twitter like mm-hmm. no way is this real. <laughs> yeah. But it 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 is. It's, it's a storytelling Also, as somebody who's like... Also, I did not read this thread. I heard about it. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to recap it. Don't worry for everyone. As somebody who's worked like full time since I was like 16 and worked in a lot of offices, I 100% believe this story could be true. A thousand percent. I mean, (laughs) and a version of this happened at 
mild place of employment. Yeah. I think that's part of why it's so brilliant. Like we all know this version of this uh-huh. story, but mm-hmm. it just unfolds in the most dramatic oh way possible. God. So in case you don't know what we're talking about, there's a comedian named Zach Toscani mm-hmm. and he has a Twitter at Zach Toscani. Wow. And <clears throat> so it starts that <laughs> he tweets on March 29th, coworker got his lunch stolen and they've agreed to let him watch the security camera tape. This is the most excited I've ever been at any job. <laughs> Immediately we can relate. Yeah. Right? Already. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows somebody that's had their lunch stolen at work. Well, not or, only that, the monotony of a boring job yes, where it's yes. suddenly like your day is injected mm. with some drama and you're like, <gasps> yeah. Okay. Zach Toscani. The lunch in question was shrimp fried rice, mm. which means this escalates from a misdemeanor to felony, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Great point. Yeah. Uh, so he eventually determines <clears throat> that they see that one of his female coworkers mm. on the security footage, th- and this is so fucking weird. It's uh, honestly, if this is true, the woman's a sociopath. This is this is the thing that like. <laughs> Turned it into these are funny tweets to people who were like, this is the crime of this entry. <laughs> What's happening? She takes the shrimp fried rice out of the refrigerator and throws it away. What? what? And, it, and it had been in there 15 minutes. So it wasn't like she ate it. That I would get. Yeah. It was like, oh, she wanted shrimp fried rice. Okay. Yeah. I, that's bad. She shouldn't have done that, but it makes sense. She what? just took the lunch out of the fridge and, and threw, threw it, it away. away. Okay. Zach Toscani. Her motives remain completely unknown. <laughs> oh my God. In lieu of what he saw on the tape, he has decided to not press the matter anymore. I can't say I blame him. We don't know what this woman's fully capable of. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. What? What is this She's monster going to do? She's, She's insane. She has I mean, no they, ha- they have to, to have prior beef. Like, there's no way you just throw away somebody, one person's lunch. Or, yeah, maybe she's being super passive-aggressive about it, and this guy doesn't know they have beef. Yeah. But she's like, we have beef. Yeah, it feels like... (laughs) And shrimp. There's definitely... (laughs) (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's definitely a history of some type You would think, like, you would think that would be part of the story, though, if if she did. Maybe Zach Toscani doesn't know, though. But you think the guy would bring it up? Maybe he doesn't know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe yeah, he I think slighted he doesn't her. Know that there's beef. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he kind of suspects, but he's like, "I'm just gonna I'm a little make angel out like I didn't do I anything don't know here." Why. <laughs> it's like you know why. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Zach Toscani. It's probably what she mutters as she throws away the yeah. fried rice. You know why? You know why? <laughs> Points to clarify. He bought the shrimp fried rice around 11:30, carry out, and put it in the fridge to chill until he takes lunch at noon. So she had exactly a 30-minute window of time to do what she did. There was no intention of microwaving the food. Okay. I have to go to his actual Twitter account mm-hmm. because there is so many details left out of this uh, Newsweek article. Um, because you better believe I followed the whole thing with like bated breath. It's so good. Okay. So, um, points to clarify. Did that. You guys might have to vamp. Um, it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's like I've had lunches stolen before. It's Me always too. Been like, oh my god! Like it, it ruins it feels your like, day. Mm-hmm. Although I, I also say because that lunch is like all you have to look forward yeah, to in your yes. work day. If we're being, if we're being honest, I also say 
This could have been avoided if the dude would have just bought his lunch and eaten it hot like a normal person. I won't entertain you speaking badly of him. <laughs> so, Zach Toscani, update. Okay, so when dude watched the movie with HR, they asked, what do you want to do about it? He told them he was solely interested in who did it and that he didn't want to be responsible for someone getting fired, which is like, okay. Good, good on him. Yeah, because she shouldn't be fired for yeah. that. Uh, after charges were dropped, HR sent a company-wide email about not stealing people's lunches. She is scheduled to arrive at work in 20 minutes. My blood is on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm like, Zach, I'm with you. <clears throat> She's walked into the room, and the room is dead silent. <laughs> dead fucking silent. Yet there is a palpable, explosive energy pulsing through everyone but her. From the moment she walked in, I've just so wait, been staring at her. The the person who... This implies that the person whose lunch was stolen, like, outed her to everybody else. Like... He was like, I did, don't want to pursue charges, but this bitch did it. Yeah, he doesn't want like to take it to like a higher up and be like. But everyone knows. But okay. everyone <laughs> needs to know. Everyone needs to know who the lunch thief is. Yeah, I think he. Anyway, um, do do do. Uh, watch her open her email, and now she clicked on the goddamn HR email. Holy fucking strap in! Here we go. Uh, I can't move. I simply cannot move. Anything could happen right now. And then just a bunch of exclamation points. <laughs> After seeing the HR email, she says out loud, whoa, someone stole a lunch? <laughs> Who would do something like that? Oh, my God. I may have to run out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? <gasps> After she said that, shrimp guy responds, well, yeah, it's not okay to throw someone's food away. We're all about to start screaming. <laughs> The shit's about to get crazier. After he says that, she goes, oh, it was your lunch? Beat. She continues, well, why would you go to HR about that? <laughs> she simultaneously denied her involvement and <laughs> called the guy who saved her job a snitch. <laughs> Dude just sighed and went back to work. After she said what she said, she looks frighteningly calm. <laughs> I'll keep updating if, anyone else, if anything else occurs, but all I can say is that everyone in the office, from the janitor to the founder, knows what she did. She now carries an invisible scarlet letter. <laughs> uh, and then he insists all of this is real. Here, here's why I believe it's real. I feel like he could have pushed that further. Mm-hmm. And he did yeah. it. So I, I do think it's real. Did you see the end of the thread where <laughs> he buys shrimp fried rice for lunch? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unbeknownst to the guy and the woman, I just ordered three shrimp fried rice plates for lunch <laughs> and we'll be hand delivering them. <laughs> okay. She took the fried rice from me with a big smile on her face. She's eating it and loving it. This is utter ruthlessness. <laughs> and then a quote from her. I love shrimp fried oh rice. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's insane. Guys, that's insane. <laughs> also, so, there's definitely prior beef because there's no way you say, "Oh, that was your lunch," and like calmly go back to what you were doing if you don't know exactly what you did and why you did it. Yeah, like either she's really unhappy and trying to you know when you're so unhappy? Maybe this is just me. <laughs> you know when you're so unhappy? <laughs> no, I think I'll probably agree with this. And so bored you create drama? Yeah. I'm wondering if it's like that where she's like mad that she has this shitty job and she's just like, fuck this person. For no <laughs> yeah. particular reason. Right. Maybe. Unless he did something and he deserves it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, guys, before we move into the news section of the episode... Do you have any uh, pop culture wrecks? 
Yeah, so currently I'm reading a book. Um, it's called Strip Tease mm-hmm. um, by Rachel Steer. And it's a history of stripping like up until the sexual revolution. Uh-huh. Um, so up until like the 1960s. Um, really interesting so far. I'm like only a couple chapters in. Um, I will give one caveat that it, does a little bit of the gross moralizing where it's like, you know, this was classy stripping. This wasn't like the gross, like commercial, like practically porn stripping that clubs do now. I'm like, I'm just like, why, why are you, yeah, why are you why drawing even? this distinction? Like there's, it's, it's a fake distinction. Right. Like, just to create a pointless wedge between women. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm like, why? And you, and you get that in like, like, it, it sucks. Like they're always trying to pit sex workers against each other. Yes. Essentially. Like everyone's always trying to be like, Oh, but like strippers are better than like whores and like all this stuff. And it's sorry. I know that's not a cool word to use. Um, get out, (laughs) (laughs) but they're always just trying to like drive these wedges between women and prevent us from having solidarity with each other. And it fucking sucks. Right. Well, that would be really dangerous if we had solidarity each other it always kind of read to me as like very defensive Mm -hmm. like somebody wants to do something but just feeling the need to like uh, just be like yeah but it's not the other thing right no what i'm doing is good i mean how would you know if you're good if you weren't shitting on somebody right yeah exactly yeah there has to be somebody beneath you to be (laughs) like i'm not like those people right yeah Mm. or like um when people are like really obsessed with putting down strippers and stuff i'm like are you are you insecure like do you feel like you kind of wish you could get that kind of attention but you don't think you could if you put yourself out there oh yeah i mean like women come like who are comfortable with their sexuality are a huge threat for people who are not comfortable <laughs> with their mm-hmm. sexuality yeah it's like well, i'm not comfortable so everybody has to be <laughs> right and that's how catholicism was born <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um great recommendation uh, either of you have any listening recommendations? We've been doing a lot of viewing. Uh huh. Um, I've been listening to a lot of um, Swedish heavy metal. I was gonna sigh preemptively, but mm. I was like, "Give him a chance." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Swedish heavy metal. Mm, uh, specifically, uh, I've been listening to uh, the bands At the Gates okay. and Mashuga a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Been, that's pretty much been my big rotation just for the past like couple weeks, just listening to the discography of both of those bands. I so always get a little confused um, when I see At The Gates for like a beat because there was this uh, Christian metal band, you can't see the air quotes I'm doing right now, <laughs> um, from my college called Wolves At The Gate. Oh, oh yeah. Um, there's a, no idea what they're doing now. It's a very famous book called barbarians at the gate okay it's about um it's a it's a book about uh uh high-powered business about like a corporate it's like a business history book about how like the nabisco company was like has like a hostile takeover (laughs) um it's like a very famous business book about like yeah people coming in and like (laughs) just like staging a coup at the nabisco company basically um it's really good but uh yeah both of the, i mean uh metal in like sweden and scandinavia in general is insane 
Mm-hmm. Like, there's a really good documentary uh, called Until the Light Takes Us. Okay. Um, which is about black metal, uh, which is a, a form of uh, uh, metal. Uh, people, most people would probably recognize it. It's usually the people that are wearing like the white and black, like corpse paint Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, But uh, in, I forget specifically which country it takes place in, but it's one of the Scandinavian countries. But especially in like the nineties, it was like heavily populated by a bunch of like really hardcore, like, like Satanists and stuff like that. And uh, the film was about like uh, a, a musician who like, started burning a bunch of churches and like murdered a fellow so like enemy. satanic panic but for real <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like the the fucking like scandinavian black metal is like hard Not like fucking, fucking hardcore no like those Not guys like were like our fucking weak ass u.s yeah just so we just like fucking posers really. <laughs> i mean if yeah. you haven't burned down at least five churches <laughs> yeah i mean they're literally like there's like people from like Scandinavian black metal like in jail for murder <laughs> yeah and, like it's too hardcore it's <laughs> too hardcore. It's nuts <laughs> dial it down jesus yeah okay uh great any other reading recommendations um what am i reading lately yeah what have you been reading lately i just know have you just been listening to stuff I think so. I've been listening to like just a lot of because I've been just like working a lot, so it's usually just like podcasts and stuff. Me too. I've been um, really into Up and Vanished. Up and Vanished. Yeah. So I have scraped the bottom of the barrel <laughs> with true crime. Yeah. Podcast. Uh, and Up and Vanished is about a. Uh, I think they do other cases as well, but at least in the beginning, it's about this uh, former beauty queen in the South who disappears, mm-hmm. and uh, she disappears in a very strange way, uh, and there's a whole host of suspects from like former students, because she was also a teacher, mm-hmm. to the police, because there was um, a detective who was like obsessed with her, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, random people who might have done it. And what's interesting about this podcast is, at least in the beginning, uh, they were doing the episodes in real time. So, like, they were finding stuff out, and the podcast host gets involved in a very weird way. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, Faith and I went and saw a movie in a theater. You ever heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) Going to the theater, seeing a movie? I have heard of that, yeah. Um, We went and saw The Death of Stalin. Oh yeah, the, uh, I've heard mixed things. I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was very. Funny. I really enjoyed like the style of comedy where they were very earnest b- about it. Like they, you know, it wasn't like over the top. Like it's like slapstick comedy, but everybody in the film is very earnest. Okay, like they do slapsticky things. But it's, it's deliberately funny. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a uh, um, Armando Iannucci. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's an Iannucci movie. Okay. Um, and uh, I, it's got like a great cast. I actually found spoilers. spoilers Stalin dies. Soviet, yeah, spoilers about <laughs> the Soviet Union. I think we're safe. No, but like at the the ending. Um. Oh well, it's the the all those are like actual things that. Happen. Oh, I, kn- so, I know. Like, I know. If you don't know, then read I the history th- book. I just Whoa. think it's. <laughs> I think it's really interesting. I I was thinking about it um, afterward. Like it's 
fairly insightful that they only like used the one guy being a serial rapist as like something against him when they wanted to turn on him and get rid of him. It's like they were just they were all buddies before and it didn't come between them. Like that is the so accurate. I think that's like, like the central. I think if like if you were like going to paint like a thesis of the film in terms of like why Iannucci made the film, like because it's a satire film. So obviously yeah. there's some underlying point to it. And it's he did like, a satire. Yeah, it's he's uh that's he's really so stepping out against yeah. his brand. Um, but like yeah, about how all these guys like you know uh, there's no morality. <laughs> it's yeah. just like a bunch of dudes vying for power, and even mm-hmm. like the quote unquote. Well, that's what he loves to do. He he loves to show that the people in power are inept, pathetic people. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, and like. <laughs> the guy that is like the closest thing to a good guy in the entire movie is fucking uh, Nikita Khrushchev. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like it's so funny. Like yeah. he ends up being like a good guy for most of the film. It's so weird. All right, you convinced me. I'll check it out. You should see it if you can. Okay. Um, I think it's really limited release right now, but probably gonna get a wider release. Dope. Um, cool. Yeah. Good recommendation. Go read about the Soviet Union. Do it's that. Crazy. Yep. <laughs> also, guys. It's that time for your bad news. So, Easter. Guys. Yeah. Maybe you've heard of it. (laughs) Hey, he is risen. He has risen on Easter and then found a bunch of Easter eggs and then they turned out to be chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my God. He shared them with the pilgrims. That is the Easter story. How I understand. it. Yes. My friend posted the funniest story about her kid. She was like, um, so, you know, our kid really, really enjoyed the Easter egg hunt, but was confused by the whole story of the, like the bunny bringing the eggs. She was like, no, it has to be a snake because snakes lay eggs. And I'm like, that that's ki- a better tradition. Yeah. So the she's like, now snake, the Easter snake's coming the with Easter your eggs. Like, <laughs> also, that kid spends so much time at the Natural History Museum. Right. So, you, gonna be one smart kid. You know this stuff. Um, there's like a meme going around on Facebook uh, about uh, how all the Easter what do you, traditions come from uh, uh, Ishtar? You, it's like a pagan Oh my God, god. no, is they not, don't. Is that true? God, fuck it. I'm not, look, okay. I'm just asking. No. I don't know. It's it's okay, it's okay. It's just, that's such an over, that's such a hacky meme in the pagan community that's so false. Um, so, some Easter traditions may come from like, like stuff like the bunnies and the eggs and stuff like that might come from a lost like Germanic or um, Balkan deity. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't have any evidence on that. It's mm-hmm. just like the wedding of like springtime symbolism. Mm-hmm. There, there. It's it's likely that there may have been like some kind of springtime festival that got melded with Easter, but Easter, like. It comes because so Jesus, the last supper that turned into communion that churches have, that was the Passover Seder. Um, so it's 
based on Passover. Like that's, that is the tradition that got pulled forward into, um, into Christianity from Judaism, Mm -hmm. um, which was like the sacrifice. And it was basically the idea that Jesus kind of fulfilled all of that stuff and whatever. And it was never, um, it wasn't like there was like some huge, like, like Saturnalia and similar like sun festivals were what was the reason that Christmas was when it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Easter is when it is because Passover is always celebrated the first full moon after the equinox, which is um, why Easter jumps around. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I like um, to believe that the uh, tomb where Jesus was was just filled with bunnies. <laughs> it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also it's um, just not super likely that there was a huge festival around um, the spring equinox in Europe because it's planting time. Like, it's just, it's work time. Like, you're going to knock off work a little later on, like around May 1st or something, while you're waiting for the seeds to, like, start growing. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have your festival. But there was a giant bunny hiding eggs, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I decided I want to start calling Good Friday Judas's big day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Judas, that guy. Uh, so I just pictured Larry David playing Judas. Sorry. <laughs> That's where my head just yeah. went. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the reason I brought up Easter was, you know, um, it's a sacred time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a most holy time. And Trump decided he would take the moment to declare that uh, DACA is dead. Okay. The deferred uh, action for uh, uh, childhood arrivals, which uh, would just prevent the children of undocumented immigrants from being forcibly removed Mm. from the United States. Truly a time for togetherness. Yes. Um, So he, uh, of course he tweeted it. He said, border patrol agents are not allowed to properly do their job at the border because of ridiculous liberal, and then he put in uh, parentheses, Democrat laws, like catch and release, getting more dangerous, caravans coming, Republicans must go to nuclear option to pass tough laws now, and then in caps locks, no more DACA deal. And of course, it was interesting that he used the word caravans because Guess uh, who had been talking about that the same morning? Fox and Friends. Oh, wow. His mm. favorite show that he watches always and never, ever misses. I Yeah, it really feels like he just watches Fox and Friends and then tweets about what he saw on there. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, a, he's like, a, like an evil, <coughs> stupid Jay Leno. <laughs> like all of his tweets could always just you start with, e- you guys see this? You mean an even more evil Jay Leno, right? Right, 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 right. right, right. Mo- mo- cool, like, cool, cool, cool. Like I don't believe that Jay Leno wants to kill people. He just does. He just does. Right, right. Um, That's why he has so many cars, so the police can't catch him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to use my new show to start rumors. Jay Leno fucking kills people. Retweet. But it's, yeah, so many so many Trump tweets are just like do you guys see this see this there's caravans 
There's caravans. They're coming across. It's too unsafe. Yeah. Must be true. Trump tweeted it. Oh, my God. And I listen, I know I always talk about conservatives and their fucking hypocrisy, but how do you see Trump talk about Easter? And like that was the, that was literally the transcript of when he was asked about uh, this by the press corps, I think. Mm-hmm. He was like, happy Easter. Happy Easter. Enjoy Easter. No more dockage. <laughs> it was literally like that quick mm-hmm. where it was like, do you really think Jesus would have been down with all this? Yeah. Do you guys think that? Well, there's a lot of like the new I mean, thing. He's, Jesus is best known for building a wall, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Made of chocolate. Yeah. That's where Easter comes yeah, from. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't understand where Easter comes um, from. Like the new thing now is like there was for a while it was like just a bunch of evangelicals just trying to be like, no, it's okay. Cause like he's still promoting like, you know, anti-choice laws and stuff. I mean, they didn't say that, but you know, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but now I realize there's like several stories now of like prominent, like evangelicals being like, no, actually, actually Trump is good. Actually, mm-hmm. Jesus would forgive Trump and they would be, he would be okay with them. Right. Um, also, which is just, utterly deranged like theologically whether somebody can still access god's forgiveness has nothing to do with whether their policies are good like that's just a fucking stupid argument from john i don't understand what are you saying (laughs) what are you saying uh god doesn't care about policy decisions (laughs) i'm just saying if like it it doesn't it doesn't connect the fact that like Mm. you haven't yet committed a unforgivable sin Mm-hmm. And like, therefore, yes. everything you've yeah. done is great. Up, like, yeah. Um, also, the fact that Trump is making it seem like it's easy to get DACA. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not easy to be eligible for DACA. You must have continuously resided in the U.S. since June fifteenth, two thousand seven. So it's not like people could have just sprinted across right. the border. Yeah. Although, obviously, I believe that they too should have a path to citizenship. I'm just saying that conservatives are portraying DACA as being some like wildly easy to access program, but it's really not. And it actually doesn't apply to that many people. Right. In, in terms of like how many undocumented people actually live in the United States. Very narrow. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very narrow. It's yet one more policy that was already a compromise with conservatives. Exactly. Just like Obamacare. And now they're acting like, Oh, the, the socialist hellscape created by DACA, like which is always what ha- happens. Which they're so good at that. Like the Democrats are just like, can we have these few little crumbs? And then they're like, oh, these crumbs are so much. And we're like, we're sorry, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can take the crumbs. <laughs> like that's literally what happens yeah. anytime mm-hmm. the Democrats and the Republicans negotiate. And there are always lives at stake. Yeah, and then that's the Democrats the are like, part. Hey, you guys want to vote for us? And it's like, because you suck at this. Ugh, they're so bad. Yeah. They're so bad at be- just policy and being politicians right. and just being people you being know. people um yeah and like i mean i don't want to get into the whole conversation of corruption versus ineptitude because it's like there's both things going on where yeah the democrats are you know owned by rich elites in the same way that republicans are and all that stuff and also there are just democrats who are really bad at this and both things are going on. Yeah, I just think the structure, the structure of our political system is, even though we have parties, it's like just the very nature of like the kind of person you have to be to get elected 
versus what it takes to work in DC and be in that atmosphere. It's like, it's always going to lean towards right wing ideology. It's always going to favor the rich and powerful creating systems that keep them rich and powerful. Right. And of course his reversal on DACA comes after weeks of him seeking to pin the blame on Democrats for the unresolved fate of the so-called dreamers. There was like this hot second where it seemed like, I mean, it always depends on what room Trump's in and Mm -hmm. if a Democrat's sitting near him Mm -hmm. where he'll be like, yeah, we should like uh, work on the dreamers and, uh, and uh, come up to a, with a solution uh, for DACA. And then uh, if no solution reveals itself, he has to aggressively turn on it. So it looks like, he is in control of what's happening and it's the Democrats fucking up. Yeah. Just his MO. Donald Trump's like policy, like policy speeches are like always just like, Hey, we should, uh, we should do something. Eh? We should do something about this. Eh? And yeah. What, yeah. Is, what, what should we do? I don't know, but we should do something. No idea. Guys, if I sounded a little distracted during that, it's cause Penny's sitting above my head throwing shit at me oh she's just mm-hmm. throwing mail mail at me just throwing right at, at my her. head yeah. i don't know she's a tough cookie <laughs> um yeah i mean it and as faith pointed out it's extra frustrating because not only are the, de- the democrats super inept not only is trump like um backpedaling about what he had said just weeks before these are lives. This isn't like some mm-hmm. minor policy disagreement where it's like, are we going to spend 13 million or 14 million? It's like right. millions of people's lives. And like, we've all seen the videos by now of parents being ripped away from their families and kids screaming and crying. It's like, this is going to cause multi generational devastation. Like, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It really makes me so upset to see. I just wish one fucking Democrat would have a spine. Oh. Like, do something. Do not hold your breath. <laughs> and just, like, it's so upsetting to see people who are, like, you know, uh, like, on paper, pro-DACA, who are, like, trying to oppose the president. And it's, like, meanwhile, like, these videos are coming out of, of families getting torn apart and people getting sent back to, you know, pl- you know places they've never lived before. Mm-hmm. Um, they just deported a guy who served two tours in Iraq. Cool. Jesus. Um, that should be that should be front page news. That should be like Yeah, how do you say you're pro troop and then support that? Yeah. yeah. And like That's the thing because Democrats try to meet Republicans on Republicans terms of the debate. Like Republicans will say, right. you know, here's this 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 like, you know, like talk to us about the economy how is this going to bring jobs to coal miners like blah blah and democrats are like oh well um if you're talking about that way blah blah instead of being like no here's the terms of the debate there are people who are being harmed there are people who not that this should be any kind of standard for it but there there are people who have contributed to this country in the way that republicans want people to contribute to this country and they're still being deported yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like and i mean like the only encouragement i see on that front is there are really incredible pro immigrant activists doing mm -hmm. that work right 
And that's why I'm always like, we should look to direct action, totally. not to the Democratic Party. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they keep emailing me. They really want money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Chuck Schumer especially. And I was like, I especially don't like you. Oh, my God. What a piece of shit. Ugh, God. Yeah, I mean. Did you see his fucking, his APAC speech? No. It was <laughs> truly horrifying. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just dumb shit. Just talking about, I mean, basically just calling. I mean, he all but called for, like, expanded settlements and the eradication of the Palestinian people. I mean, it was, like, just short of that. So just the great hits. Yeah. The the greatest hits of Chuck Schumer. Yeah. Ugh, they're the worst. They're so bad. And then people are going to be like, how did he get reelected? Yeah, can we talk about the fact that uh, Democrats... And Republicans both overwhelmingly voted for FOSTA and SESTA. Oh, yeah. Like, in for fuck's sake. You don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Melissa Deer Grant, when she was on the show, talked about the uh, the anti-sex worker legislation. Yeah, that's basically going to hold uh, websites liable for all the content posted on them. Yeah. Tons of websites are already updating their terms of service. Um, Microsoft. It, it, we talked about this when Melissa was on the show, but say I'm an anti sex worker zealot what's to stop me from going on those websites uploading content that violates their terms of services mm-hmm. and getting the whole thing taken down yeah mm-hmm. but even like for instance um so skype now says you can't have any nudity or Sorry, blah blah which well, i mean Parker's first done. of all we've just been doing the show topless <laughs> yeah the whole time guys Both it's over Both of of us. yeah end of an era <laughs> but like a lot of a lot of independent webcam girls use yes. Skype. Yeah. Um, also, and it's like also, th- how are they going to enforce that? Like married couples, like the husbands overseas in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Not to bring up the military again, but like this is going to make military families suffer. Well, that's like, like if no more tits for anybody. That should yeah. like really like highlight the absurdity of the law. It's like it's not fucking Skype's business what you do on your phone call with yeah. somebody. Like that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. You know, but now they have to monitor that stuff because if they are liable for it. Right. That's what, you know, it's unbelievable. So absurd. It's so stupid. No one should ever have sex ever, guys. No more sex. And that's how Catholicism was born. <laughs> uh, so while we're talking about all of this, let's switch gears and close things out. Here's your good news. All right, guys, good news. It was just International Transgender Day of Visibility. Nice. And it was very cool to see um, transgender people on Twitter sharing, like, good news yeah. about all mm-hmm. of the gains that the um, the trans communities made recently, while also being, like, very um, measured in their celebration. Totally. Obviously talking about... Um, great stuff like Daniela Vega giving a televised speech 
um, on the need for trans people to be allowed to legally change their names. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that RuPaul changed his mind on whether uh, to allow trans women to participate in drag race. Oh, great. Um, the uh, I'll link to all of this. Um, the, uh, Jezebel has a write-up, like um, a recap of all of the Twitter celebration. Danica mm-hmm. Rome... Um, who beat an openly transphobic incumbent is now a Virginia state delegate. So like there is tons mm-hmm. of good news, totally. but also being very measured in the sense that um, recognizing that the transgender people that are traditionally celebrated in the media tend to be a trans women mm-hmm. who um, are physically attractive, who quote unquote pass, mm-hmm. um, who are very tend to be like, traditionally feminine like Mm. it's a very narrow lane you know it's like laverne cox janet mock you know like um and even then like they get tons of um hate yeah i mean visibility is (laughs) visibility is not the end goal the end goal is liberation exactly Yeah, yeah so but it was very cool to see like young transgender people sharing like selfies and stuff like that it felt like a very um transformative time in the sense that I mean even though things are terrible in the United States like the murder rate of transgender people is astronomical and unacceptable Mm -hmm. Um, that also at the same it's the best of times and the worst of times like while that's happening transgender people are more visible and able to communicate with each other in a way that they've never been able to before right so it's important to remember that there's good stuff going on as well. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice to see all that stuff on Twitter and just people being happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Um, do you guys have any things that you saw that made you happy? It doesn't have to be news stuff. <laughs> Dead <laughs> silence. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm not going to bail you out. You have to think of something. Something that made me happy. <laughs> Eric, like what is happiness? Oh, <laughs> this is bleak. This could take a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, Guys, it was like 60 degrees the past couple of days. Thank you, Faith. Fuck. <laughs> it was nice weather out. <laughs> it was okay. It's going to snow. <laughs> yeah, it's I know. Yeah. Yes, that's actually true. Um, but I mean, we had a nice, nice. weekend off hanging nice out, weekend. hanging out last weekend. That's like, a nice thing. That was fun. Happy mm-hmm. birthday, Eric! Thank Happy you. birthday! A few Very days late. Old. How old are you? Thirty-two. Okay. Um, yeah, we went to the Natural History Museum. That, yep, that's nice. That's a good time. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. So the one of the exhibits was not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was, was a little more of a like. But it was still, it was cool. You, Science museum. What did you think like, it was? It was it's built as a, uh, it's it's a uh, exhibit about your senses. Okay. And it's sort of built as being like a. Did you think it would be like the magic school bus? Sort of. That was my first thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it would sort of build as like an interact, not interact, like an immersive, like fun house that messes with your senses magic school bus yeah okay. it was not that exactly disappointing it was a little like the one trippy kind of thing is that they have a room that's covered in um 
uh, curved lines. Okay. So it makes you think that the, there's dips like, in the floor yeah. and stuff, but it's not. So when you walk over Don't it, fuck with my walking habits. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is with that room is like there's gaps in between like the wall and the floor and like it's not fully immersive. So you're like if you're standing in the room, you can like see the exit into the next room and stuff like that. Okay. So it's not totally immersive. So it kind of like it kind of like cheapens the effect a little bit. Okay. You're, you you're, have notes. Yeah. <laughs> you were yeah. done with it. Yeah, you were yeah, like, yeah. Mm, I have notes for improvement. I was not tricked. <laughs> I was promised to be tricked and I wasn't. I mean, it definitely seemed geared a little bit more towards younger people, which is children, Eric, which is great towards yeah. you. It just mm. was like a little different than the advertising. Which brings sure. me to the next point. Okay. Children should not be allowed in museums. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> that's my goal as a politician. Yeah, like, Vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Smith. No more learning children. for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> children. Eric Smith, 2020. <laughs> it's just Eric alone walking around looking at dinosaur fossils. Only I will learn. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you are a fucking fascist. <laughs> Faith, did you have a good time? <laughs> yes. Okay. Do you think children should learn? Yes. Okay, great. Obviously. Guys, what's up with the Museum of Sex? Is that fun? Here's I haven't been I've there. Heard, want okay, to go. So here, I've not been. So I can't speak from experience. Here's what I've heard. The exhibits seem cool. Okay. I've heard that it's very small. I've heard it's yeah, like it's, a good I walked first past it and it's day. tiny. Not yes. like, it's clearly not meant for like educational purposes. I think there's some exhibits that are kind there's of educational. There's giant boob pillows. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's that. It's like a first date no but i think some of the exhibits are like a history like pictures of and stuff like getting that it on. yeah <laughs> um our friend worked on one of the exhibits which friend jaime no he didn't he did did he which he, one he was did, it the giant pillow he, boobs he worked on <laughs> music for the virtual reality oh um, yeah of course okay yeah, yeah, he yeah. worked on music for the virtual reality uh were you just picturing him stitching boob pillows yeah, yeah. Mm, uh-huh. i was very much so. um, like at home with the sewing machine like, like gotta finish this one yeah w- what i had read what i'd heard is like you go in and it's like it's like a cool novelty and mm-hmm. then like after you're in there for like an hour it's like, like okay it. we're done I get uh, it. I get like, it. um but it seems cool yeah oh, cool i want to f- find more like weird museums in new york mm-hmm. there's a david bowie exhibit right now at the, yeah uh, at the brooklyn yeah, museum I, that, yeah. I heard about it because my mom told me about it because apparently she's much cooler than i am mm-hmm. she's like they have all of his costumes yeah um melissa jerry grant went to it and she said like the line was insane oh, oh i bet yeah but that was also i think it had just opened yeah yeah a friend of mine just recently started working at the brooklyn museum and apparently famous people just go there all of the time yeah yeah which i did not know <laughs> yeah um. Yeah. There's also just. I mean, if you were a famous person, it didn't really have to do anything. That's like, the goal. I would go to the Natural History Museum and kick the children out. Right. <laughs> We've <laughs> been over this. I would. I would. If I just want to be rich and powerful enough that I have some sway, so I can be like, I'm coming to the museum. Please make sure there are there no, no children, children yeah. in the vicinity. <laughs> yes. Um. I really want to go. To, I still need to go to. There's a free. Houdini Museum. Yeah, I know you've been wanting to go go to that. (laughs) Faith said that like (laughs) you have brought it up in every conversation. I've brought it up. Yeah, I know for years. The Houdini exhibit. Yeah, it seems very small. It seems kind of like a one room Mm -hmm. sort of exhibit, Mm -hmm. but it's also it's like it's I from what I can tell a a Houdini museum slash magic shop. 
So oh. now I have to go so I can learn. Ah, magic. we reached the the heart of the matter. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, if you want to go to a magic shop, just go to a magic shop. I want to be a magician. Oh, Jesus. It was like you were like, what's less profitable than improv <laughs> comedy and being a musician? Mm-hmm. A magician. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do like close up magic? It's my favorite kind. Fuck. <laughs> it's the worst magic. magic I just want to be no annoying at parties it. and make no money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you know that Eric, our character coach, mm-hmm. can do the Chris Angel levitation trick? Yes, I have not did he seen show him. You that? I haven't seen him do it, he but we were talking us. about it. He's yeah. real good at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It um, looked like he was levitating. I've, uh, I he's not shown it to me. I might ask him about it on Monday. You have um, to go into the corner of a room and know the right angle, but he does it so fast. Yeah, because he like knows what the angle is yeah, that yeah, it yeah. looks like he, <laughs> it's so yeah. good. It's so um, good. He also, when I was first, um, uh, I had a character that involved a Rubik's Cube, uh, and he just picked it up and solved it. What a weirdo. <laughs> so weird. So those were good answers. You went to the museum. That was nice. Yeah. Faith said it was nice out for a day. That's mm-hmm. all we get these days. We get yeah. one day of nice weather. One nice yeah. day. One, mm-hmm. like, and even then it was like, it was like nice, but then I didn't wear a jacket, and you guys thought I was crazy. We made fun of you a lot, a lot. Yeah, well, because it was night, because it got, it got cold. cold, and then you would like refuse to accept that it was cold. It felt fine. I don't believe you. Also, <laughs> cold exposure is good for you. You keep saying that it's not a thing. It is. Well, how is it good for you? It uh, uh, activates uh, your. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did me hit some hippie shit, Eric? No, there are there are <laughs> medical. <laughs> First off, you don't get to say that. Second off, there are medical benefits to cold exposure. I think that you it heard that. It kickstarts your metabolism. It uh, activates your core muscles. Mm-hmm. Okay, those sound like lies. <laughs> it's not lies. Uh, I'm it's also true. a fan of the Guggenheim. I haven't been there in a while. I don't think i've been to any of the art mm. museums yeah no we really haven't we've been to the history museum now twice i've not yeah i don't think i we've once been saw to any a of the art live museums. art exhibit at the guggenheim oh. i like going to the guggenheim because um i mean pretty much everybody knows the guggenheim but it's the the spiral shaped um art gallery and because it's such an unusual shape they tend to put like more experimental yeah. exhibits in there mm. Um, I guess because like edgy venue, edgy artist, right. but mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a live art exhibit I saw there once of the like models dressed mm-hmm. up as the art yeah, and like being very still and then like moving off the podiums yeah. and like watching them like travel up the spot. It was very cool. It was very cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hi, Penny. Yeah. There's just also, also there's just like. There's enough infrastructure that they can just have like weird museum. I know uh, one time my friend and I were just like looking up like what are some weird museums in New York. And there's just like there's like a coin museum. What? It's just like yeah, it's just like a coin. I don't know. Like I assume it's just like old coins. But anytime I see something like that, I'm like, who would go to that? I just picture Eric like yeah, it's so me. definitely. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's You're me. the target the audience target for yeah. all of the museums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. What other museums have you been to that you were a fan of? Um, did you go to Morbid Anatomy? Oh, Morbid Anatomy I did Anatomy go to Morbid Anatomy, and that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, sadly. Um, Rest in peace. Morbid Anatomy was cool. Yeah. Um, I went to uh, 
they had a um, museum of cotton production. God damn it, Eric. In my, the, where my family's from in the Mississippi Delta. Uh-huh. Um, that actually probably was interesting. It was interesting. Um, I retract making fun of you. Yeah. In your face. Yeah, in my face. Um, there was this cool, in my hometown in Alabama, there was this cool museum. There had like a natural history museum, which was pretty good. And then there was a private museum. It's called the Berman Museum. And it was <laughs> it was this couple. Oh, yeah. We never ended up going there. I've been there before. Yeah, I mean, I um, know that. There was this couple that lived in, in the town where I'm from. And they were wealthy at some point in their life. I don't know if they were like, always wealthy or got wealthy in like middle age but like they got wealthy and then just decided like the wife wanted to collect art okay and the husband wanted to collect like war memorabilia okay um from like uh, from like ancient war and everything so they just traveled the world collecting things wow um it's nice to be rich yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. and then when they died they left the whole uh their entire like estate to the city that's nice to create a museum yeah and they have a huge vault of all their shit and they put everything on a rotating view wow and like um I know uh, there was my sister knew somebody that worked there and they took her into the vault and like they said like there's like a $10 million jeweled sword in there. Sorry to interrupt you, Eric. Uh, I see you have both heard the drunk man that walks up and down my street every night. Is that what's every, every night? night? Every night. Oh my God. Oh my God. That level. No. You guys might be able to hear him. Sorry, Eric, you can keep talking. Uh, no, it's just very cool. I mean, no one's ever been here when he did that. Yeah, so I was, was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like re- trying very hard to keep talking. It was just like, oh, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm I saw Faith like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's so loud. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was just a cool, like, it's, it's, it's like themed, but not really. It's like, like I said, there's like just a bunch of cool shit. These wild cool rich people, yeah, picked pretty up. much. Yeah, I mean like, that's cool. That's cool. They left into the city, so it's not just like yeah, yeah. Ours, you it's know? Just like, here's a bunch of cool shit that we owned, and now uh, you guys can look at it if you want. <laughs> okay, like, right on. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please go sign up at LightTreason.News as a member if you haven't done so already. Rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow Eric at E R E K underscore Smith and Faith at Bohemian Faith. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. Bye. Bye.